Blog Talk Radio. Sunday night at 7 p.m., and that means it's time for another episode of Stunt Tracks with yours truly, Uncle Jim, and the one and only Leslie Hoffman. Now, we have a special show planned for you guys tonight. Leslie and I have been doing this podcast for over a year now. Uh, I think maybe going on two years, I might say. So we've talked about a lot of stuff, and we've been through this and that, and We've meandered around Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, everything, Nightmare on Elm Street. But this podcast is going to be joining the lineup at Odyssey Radio. And because we're new to Odyssey Radio, we thought it might be fun if we gave the listeners at Odyssey Radio the opportunity to meet the Leslie Hoffman, because you guys haven't been around for the ride since the beginning. And uh, we don't want you guys to feel left out. So this show is for you guys. We are live every Sunday night right now, right here. And you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can give us a call at 646-668-2433 and talk live with us and ask Leslie your questions. You can also... If you're listening on Odyssey Radio or any other podcast platform, you can reach us at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. And you can go right there, you can message Leslie, and she'll get right back to you if you have a question or if you have an idea for a show. That's the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization on Facebook or Blog Talk Radio if you want to listen to us live. Once again, the phone number here is 646-668-2433. And with that all out of the way, how are you doing tonight, Leslie? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, we had a very interesting uh, beginning of the week. Is I thought we were into winter. Um I don't remember if it was Monday and Tuesday, is that we had so much snow. I I have a Pekingese dog that uh, (laughs) when I put him out in the yard (laughs) to to take care of his business, the snow was already up to his chin, and and he barely could walk through the snow. But but then two days later... The snow's all gone. I mean, we're back to to fall, or you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so, that's, that's yeah, what's going on never, here in Vermont too. What, yeah, you never know what what's. You look out the window each morning, and you don't know if you're going to see a lot of snow or or if you're going to just see the bare ground. <laughs> I know you don't you don't know until you get up in the morning. Like like today, we have the windows open and we're wearing shorts and t-shirts, and it was almost seventy five degrees here in Vermont. Strange. Yeah, I mean we weren't Very that strange. hot, but but definitely definitely comfortable temperatures up here today. 
I know. I, I hope that's a, a little clue as to what winter has in mind for us. That wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that's at any that yeah, I, you know, during the summer I wear Crocs, and during the winter I wear uh, Uggs winter boots, and and right now I have both sets out because <laughs> because I don't know whether I, you know, if if I'm going to be walking in snow or if I'm just going to be walking on the ground. <laughs> It's it's really strange up up here in this part of the country, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, <laughs> to our all of our new listeners at Odyssey Radio, uh, we just wanted to say hello to you guys, and uh, we're glad to be with you. We're glad to have you joining our family. And as I said, you can find us on Facebook at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. And we just wanted to have an opportunity to kind of catch you guys up a little bit on, you know, some of the things we've talked about and, uh, you know, introduce you to the Leslie Hoffman. So uh, that's what we're going to do tonight, okay, if you guys don't mind. And if you guys are listening to us, if you're fans that have been with us for years from the beginning or you're listening in in Ireland or Australia or Japan – just sit back and enjoy and bear with us, okay? We really appreciate having you guys along for the ride. So, for those of you who don't know, I think that that uh, most people, uh, not everybody, but most people would recognize uh, Leslie Hoffman from a little movie that came out in the 80s called Nightmare on Elm Street. You may have heard of it. And uh, if you have heard of it, If you you have heard of it, uh, there's a scene in that movie where Nancy is is in class, and she's dreaming. She falls asleep. And when she falls asleep, Freddy Krueger comes after her because that's what he does. He comes after you in your dreams. And she doesn't realize that she's dreaming, and we don't realize that she's dreaming uh, because we're watching a movie, and this is one of the first introductions that we get to meet Freddy Krueger. But the interesting thing is we don't actually get to meet Freddy Krueger, but we do get to meet the Leslie Hoffman. (laughs) And in the scene... I'm going to set it up for you guys, and then we'll end the scene. Um, Nancy goes running out of the hallway. Her friend is being dragged with a body bag. Uh, She runs down the hallway, and she runs into um, a pseudo-Freddy (laughs) Krueger. And Nancy uh, bumps into her, and Leslie gets to say the all-famous line. And now that I've set it all up for you guys, I am going to play the clip. This is the Leslie Hoffman as the hall monitor from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. If I can get it to play. There we go. Which role is it? Well, I mean, the, 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 
obviously the question is, is it a horror convention or is it a sci-fi convention? I mean, if I'm doing a horror convention, uh, I have a picture of me wearing the Freddy Claws in the hallway, and and that's the one that uh, people like the most. Um, but but it also sells at sci-fi conventions. Um, I don't know. I I I can't really uh, name when when I'm doing Star Trek or sci-fi conventions. I don't know. I because I have I stunt double Torres, you know. So I have a picture of that. Uh, I have uh, a picture of me stunt doubling. Well, it, it it's a face shot of me, but. Um, I'm made up as Mila uh, in um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and and it's really a great shot, and a lot of people seem to like that picture. Uh, but but I have me dressed as Starfleet. I mean, I you know, uh, I, I have me dressed. Uh, I, I I've been a Vedic. I've been you know. I, there, there's a lot of star, different Star Trek pictures that I have. So let's let's I'll let the fans that are joining us now. Um, we already talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. We know that you were in that movie, and um, and you get to wear the claw and the glove and, and the sweater, and that was cool. But you also played on Star Trek, and you stunt doubled Belana Torres from Star Trek Voyager. Um, you played Mila on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You played Vedic uh, What's-Her-Face that hung herself on Deep Space Nine. You also got to die twice in the same episode of Star Trek as well. You, uh, I, mi- I missed that last line. <laughs> um, you, you actually got killed twice in the same Star Trek episode. Oh, are very good at dying on Star Trek. <laughs> That's what we're hired to do. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and yet, and yet, um, well, Dennis Madelone will call us back for whatever the next episode, and 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 we get killed again. <laughs> Different makeup, but we still get killed. Uh, I mean, actually, one of the um, – oh, great. I, I can't think of the name of the episode, but it's it's the one where the Jemadars, uh were fighting, and there was that temple, and uh, and – it was it was really strange. There was probably twenty to thirty stunt people hired that day, and Dennis was waiting to put me in a spot. And and oh, Levar Burton was actually the director of that episode, and and we were losing the light, and he had to film this scene where where you know the the battle was over. The people are dead. Or what, or run off, or whatever. And um, Cisco touches the neck of of this dead Starfleet person. So I didn't really get to do a stunt. Um, they said, "Here, lay on the ground." <laughs> and so I that was that was my day's work. Was I was already dead. I didn't even get to. I didn't even get killed. I was already dead. I'm laying on the ground and and Avery touches my neck and you know and I there's some kind of conversation. Now the interesting thing is um you know uh they they don't necessarily film in sequence. Uh they look at what's called dailies and if they feel like a scene is missing that you know that that I don't know what to call it, that the scene doesn't flow smoothly. Um, they'll do reshoots after the episode has actually been filmed. So uh, I got this call. We were on location. We were at Griffith Park, and we did the scene with Cisco and, and me being dead. And then, like a week later, I get called, and and I had to come in 
They put dirt on the ground on the sound stage, and they had to film the scene again. I don't know. Maybe maybe they weren't able to get a good recording of of the line that he said. I don't know, or they didn't get a close up of his finger touching my neck. But I got a second day's work of me laying on the ground, being dead. <laughs> <laughs> And then, well, actually, there's there's a little more to that story. So at that time, my younger brother has three kids. The youngest is a little girl. I mean, she's she's now twenty something. But uh, so they used to watch Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, so they could see me. And and I don't remember how old she was, you know, three, four, five years old, you know, um, probably too young to see that her aunt was dead and blood was coming out of my ear and and she got hysterical. So much so that my younger brother called up my phone in California. I wasn't home. I come home, you know, there's a message on the machine and there's this young voice going, yes, yes, I can't, I have no idea what she's saying to me, but, but I kind of figured out who it was and I called back and, and my brother assured me, well, he told me what happened was, like you say, she saw her aunt lying dead on the ground <laughs> She absolutely went hysterical, and I guess by at least calling up my uh, answering machine and having my voice saying something, uh, that calmed her down. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you never know. You never know what I mean. That's uh, well. I mean, people talk about the episodes. Uh, I mean, it is well. I I don't even know how to say it because I don't want to offend anybody. But I mean, you're following a storyline. I mean, to me, it's part of the script. But but to someone, her name's Catherine. To someone like Catherine, her aunt was dead. <laughs> Anyways, right. understandable. Now, Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, if you're um, four or five years old and you see blood coming out of your aunt's ear and your aunt's not moving, what else do you expect it to be? I mean, (laughs) poor Catherine. I I don't think I don't think she believes it now. (laughs) But but it was it was a strange experience. Well, the phone call, the the voice. A uh, message from her, like you say, was was the really weird part because again, <laughs> you know what in the world is that? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no. So well, I got my daughter two days went through a... uh, without without doing a stunt. I got two days work out of it. My uh, my daughter, a similar thing happened to my daughter when she saw Xena die. Uh, when they killed Xena on the Xena Warrior Princess, she went crazy that they killed Xena and Xena was dead and she'd never be back again. And Yeah, kids don't understand that. But uh, Leslie, also, they never, they never let you fly the ship, though, because uh, bad things happen when you fly the ship, don't they? <laughs> I know I've given up. I I've I've retired from Starfleet. I've given up on flying ships. I've I've flown ships as rebels, as as stunt doubles of Starfleet, or even being Starfleet myself. You know, portraying myself, and I swear, uh, and doubling uh, Torres. And it seems like every time I fly the ship, the panel blows up. <laughs> <laughs> and I get blown up too. <laughs> so, so I don't know. <laughs> a 
luckily, luckily, I can drive a car without blowing up the car. But uh, boy, spaceships, I just don't have the hang of it. <laughs> we got to keep you away from the from the defiant. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. It's... <laughs> yeah. The, the phone number here, guys, is six four six six eight two four three three. We are live every Sunday at seven p.m. If you'd like to talk to Leslie, or if you have a question for Leslie, please give us a call. If you're listening on Odyssey Radio or any other podcast provider, and it's not Sunday night at seven o'clock. You can always get in touch with Leslie at the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. You can ask questions there or send in requests or ideas for future shows. We'd love to hear from you. So, Leslie, besides besides Star Trek Deep Space Nine and Star Trek Voyager, uh, you've done a lot of other, like I said earlier, you were in 1941, one of my favorite movies, although that movie, uh, some people you hate it or you love it. I happen to love it. But um, you've been in a lot of horror movies besides Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, actually, uh, I worked three different movies for Wes Craven. The first one was Nightmare on Elm Street, then Deadly Friends, and then Scream 2. And uh Believe me, Scream 2, <laughs> Scream 2 was a scream, because um, I was do- doubling Laurie Metcalf uh, on the uh, um, on the stage in the high school, and uh, Nev Campbell was, she was cutting the ropes that held up the lights and, and the pillars and everything else. So, well, first she hit me in the head with a breakaway beer bottle, but then, like I say, the, the, these light strips are falling down, and I'm diving out of the way, and the pillar is falling over, and I'm diving out of the way of that, and I'm climbing up uh, this this wall, which falls apart and and falls on top of me. In fact, they had to, <laughs> they had to dig me out. I mean, you know, well. Due to it being styrofoam, I mean, you gotta you gotta put safety into this. Is that you know I climbed up the wall and then the wall collapsed on me, and you sure don't want styrofoam in your mouth or in your eyes. So, so I mean, the wall buried me when it came down on top of me, and you know I just kept my mouth and my eyes closed until they <laughs> uncovered me and got me out of there. You know, and and wipe down my face. Well, listen, guys, we have to take our first commercial break of the night for our listeners at Odyssey Radio. We'll be right back after this very quick break for the rest of you guys that are that are not listening to us on Odyssey Radio. Uh, here's our new truck talking promo. We'll be right back after this quick message. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Trek Talking, all things Star Trek and beyond. Thursday night, 7.30 to 9.30, all hailing frequencies are open. iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, and wherever fine podcasts are found. Trek Talking, boldly going wherever your mind is willing to go. And we're back talking to the one and only Leslie Hoffman. We're talking about Screen 2 and working with Wes Craven. And Leslie uh, just got buried under a giant styrofoam wall. (laughs) And they had to dig her out. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was, uh, we lost him way too soon. I mean, he was... He was probably one of the nicest directors that I ever worked for. He really was. And and his loss was a great loss to 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 the movie world, to to the world. I mean, it just it's it's really sad when someone then I mean, he wasn't that old. 
and and you wake up in the morning and you look at Facebook or whatever and you read that that he passed away i mean and you just kind of you go oh my god you know it's 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 kind of interesting i mean obviously i'm i'm getting old but uh you know, so so a lot of people that I've stunt doubled has have actually passed away now, and and you just you know it, it kind of brings you back to reality. I mean, I I may be on film forever, but but um, actually I have two and a half men on on the television and. Conchata Farrell is on it, and I doubled her on a television show called uh, BJ and the Bear, and uh, I think she passed away this year. Now, Uh, Leslie, not only has she been on Star Trek and several horror movies and worked with some some great directors, uh, Wes, Wes Craven, we just talked about, Steven Spielberg, 1941, but you worked on a movie with another famous Leslie that wasn't a sci-fi movie or a horror movie. It was a comedy. What was that like? Oh, that was fun. Well, well, besides uh, you're talking about Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen, uh, it was was interesting because most of the day that I was on the set, uh, you know, when they wanted certain actors, certain stunt people to the set, they just say, you know, Leslie to the set, and and most of the day they meant Leslie Nielsen, but they finally got up to my stunt, and, and they go, Leslie to the set, and Leslie Nielsen actually comes over to where I'm sitting, and he goes, Leslie, that's a nice sounding name. And I could not think of a snappy comeback. All I could say was, I think so, Leslie. Um, and and he did have a whoopee cushion, this little miniature whoopee cushion. And he would stand next to people and he'd, you know, he'd make that farting sound and, and then, you know, look innocent. So so it was a lot of fun to work on that set. And then the other thing that was so interesting about the set was Ricardo Montalban was on the set. And I worked with him on Fantasy Island several times um, before Naked Gun. And... I mean, this guy is a movie star. I mean, you know, that's his his start was in feature films. I mean, people know him more for Fantasy Island, but he was a leading man. And, uh, you know, I walk on, up onto the set, and, and Ricardo comes up to me, and he goes, Hello, Leslie. I mean, that this man would remember my name? I mean, and and I do have a picture of me dressed up as the queen, um, sitting in a chair, and Ricardo standing behind me. And and I love the picture. I mean, it's it's one of the rare, I'll call it, behind the scenes shots that I have. Well, me personally, I like the Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, myself. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that, that's the other interesting thing is, is that, you know, it's so, it's so funny how um, I did not work on the movie with him. Obviously, I didn't work on, uh, um, uh-oh, was that Space Seed or, or, I know it's the USS Botany Bay, but, uh, Obviously, I didn't work on him on, with him on the original uh, episode, and I didn't work with him on the movie, but I worked with him on Fantasy Island, and I worked with him on Naked Gun. And so, so you know, we have this Star Trek connection, and, and yet we have this comedy connection. Or, or I'm not sure what you – how would you – how would you uh, – 
what would you say Fantasy Island was? Other than a fantasy series. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's an yeah, interesting I question. Yeah, because yeah. it, it sort of was drama. It sort of was comedy. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how you would say uh, what Fantasy Island was. I mean, uh, in fact, uh, yeah. one episode I worked on, uh, it was uh, um, Running Through Fire was uh, this house catches on fire and and the 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 actor and I go running well with stunt double and I go running through the fire with with a blanket over us uh I mean so obviously that's a drama um actually this is kind of sad it never it never made it to the film they they cut it out the famous he ended up on the cutting room floor is Bernie Coppell from Love Boat was on an episode of Fantasy Island and uh, I'm in the canoe, and it tips over, and Bernie Coppell jumps into the pond to save me. And, I mean, so that was sort of a comedy. I mean, it wasn't meant to be really a drama. <laughs> but like I say, unfortunately, it ended up on the cutting room floor. But the the one thing I remember about it was that uh, – before we we did that shot, Bernie says to me, "Be careful of my hair." He had a toupee, and I guess he was afraid that I might grab at it and, and remove his toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the script. <laughs> well, but uh, speak, yeah, no. Speaking of dramas, though. I mean, you uh you also were in a a uh, huge movie uh with Charlton Heston that came out in the in the 70s called 2 minute warning another movie that i that i happen to enjoy although you weren't actually um in the movie per se you were more like um in the stadium right in fact that was that was the job that actually got me into the Screen Actors Guild. Um, you know, when when people, when people the fans started panicking and running down the hallway, the stunt coordinator had to replace, replace the stunt people like every three days because you couldn't have the same faces running down all the different hallways. And he actually ran out of stunt people or he ran out of his normal group that he would hire and and he said to me if if the producer will write you a letter i'll I'll use you and uh I naively called up the producers. I don't know if you want me to go into the whole story, but the short story is I naively called up the producers uh they thought I was someone else. Maybe that's the way to do it. They thought I was someone else, and they wrote me the letter, and I got into the union. And that normally does not happen. But anyways, yes, I I worked on Two Minute Warning. That was my first union film. And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have Mila, and we wouldn't have the hall monitor from Nightmare on Elm Street, or... The Stunt Eggs from 1941. No, I mean, I did have a stuntman try to get me uh, a union card on on a different film. But, you know, like I say, usually producers are not willing to write a letter. And and he, he used me as non-union in the film and tried to get the producers to write a letter, which which would have cost them nothing. But uh, they wouldn't write the letter. I mean, it... it, it wow. So, so two-minute warning was the film that got me into the Screen Actors Guild. And the rest, as they say, is history, right? <laughs> Right, 
Right. I mean, I I didn't stop working from two minute warning until I retired in two thousand two. Now, Leslie, how did you end up getting? How did you end up getting the the role of working on nineteen forty one, the Steven Spielberg uh, comedy drama thrillomedy, or what? I don't know what to call that movie either. But how did you end up getting the part of working on that movie? Um, I actually had stunt doubled Wendy Jo Sperber in a movie called I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was about the Beatles. It wasn't a Beatle movie. It was about kids going to see the Beatles in New York City. And I stunt doubled Wendy Jo Sperber, and in that movie, I actually jump out of a moving car, um, and Wendy, you get hired for different reasons. You can either get hired by a stunt coordinator, or if it's a really good stunt coordinator, they may say to the actor or actress, who do you use as a stunt double? And uh, and Wendy Jo Sperber recommended me for 1941, and that's how I got the, you know, uh, the stunt coordinator was Terry Leonard on 1941, and he must have asked Wendy, who, who is... Who, you know, he asked her who the regular stunt double was, and she said Leslie Hoffman, and Terry was good enough to to call me up and hire me. So um, I doubled her jumping out of the car, uh, and then they actually hired me to be myself in, in two other parts of the – or no um, – Oh wait a minute! I'm getting I'm getting my movies mixed up. Uh, so 1941, they they hired me for her falling through the jazz trap, uh, sort of towards the beginning of the movie. They hired me for the jump into the back of the egg truck. They had me on hand in the USO, but um, uh, Wendy basically ended up doing her own stunts. So they just put me in a different dress, and and I was just part of the crowd of uh, the people in the USO when when we're in the building and when we run out to the tank. So um, yeah, I was throughout 1941. And you also got to attend the red carpet premiere of that movie as well, correct? It it wasn't the premiere. It was that uh, I'm from Saranac Lake, New York, and when I go back to visit my parents, or at least back then, you usually fly from LAX to, like, JFK, or I think that was the area. If it wasn't JFK, it was LaGuardia. And I get on this plane, and all of a sudden, here's Dan Aykroyd and Wendy Jo Sperber and, you know, a whole bunch of the cast from 1941. Wendy recognizes me, and they're flying back to New York City to to have, like, a cast party. And because she saw me, she invited me to the cast party. So that's what I went to. It wasn't the premiere. It was a cast party, like, at the Waldorf or some, you know, one of the really big fancy hotels. They they rented the whole floor for this party. So that was amazing. I mean, that that was a one-time experience. So what's the difference between the, the uh, a cast party and a, and a red carpet premiere? Well, when you say premiere to me, um, that's when, let's say, you go to Grauman's Chinese Theater and the cars are driving up to the theater and the actors are getting out of the car or something like that. To me, that's a premiere. You know, that's the showing of the movie. Um and then there's even something different from a premiere. There's uh can be a cast showing of a movie. Uh going back to Nightmare on Elm Street, we had a cast 
showing of the movie. So, in other words, the public wasn't invited, but all cast and crew was invited to watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That sounds exciting. You get to sit in the, you get to sit there and watch it with Robert Englund and, and John Saxon and all the rest of the of the cast. You know, it again. It it's interesting when people ask questions like that because uh, the day I worked, uh, I only worked with uh, I forget her last. Well, I can't even actually. Uh, you know, I worked with. Nancy and Tina and myself, I'm trying to think if there was, may have only been the three of us. I mean, other than, you know, whoever was in the classroom. So so I didn't even know who Robert Englund was in 1984. No one knows who Robert Englund was in 1984. Um so so I, I I can't even tell you if Johnny Depp was uh at this cast showing or you know I I can't tell you who who was in the theater that night because because I didn't know but but then you go years later and you go to horror conventions and things like that or you watch the movie you know well, obviously I watched the movie for the first time at the uh, cast showing and now you're starting to understand who else was in the um movie it was interesting just recently on a nightmare page on Facebook someone goes uh, did you realize Charles Flash? No, they didn't even know the name. They said, "Do you realize that uh, Roger Rabbit was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street?" Well, his name is Charles Flesher, and I mean, I've been to shows with him. Uh, so, so, so it was kind of funny. I don't know. People were, I uh, well. I'll I'll just say a lot of people who answered back said, uh, yes, (laughs) you know, like, uh, this isn't a surprise. (laughs) And yet somebody asked what part he played, and they didn't even know that he was, uh, let's call him the sleep doctor. But, oh, uh, that was him. That the that was the sleep doctor when Nancy pulls the hat out of the dream. That was him. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Well, in fact, okay. Wait a minute. Uh, okay, they, they called the sleep place Catcha. That was the name of the production company. Was K A T J A. And so so maybe that's sort of an inside joke is that when they show the sleep study building and it has the word catcha, I forget what they, you know, the whole title was. They they show, you know, the building and the name of the building. Uh, like you say, it's an inside joke. It's it, That's the name of the production company. But but yes, he was he was the doctor that I uh, well it's, now I can't remember if he if you see him hook up Nancy to to the machine, but he definitely is the doc in the sleep study building. That's pretty cool. Now, Leslie, you yeah. also you also were in a uh, uh, I don't know a legendary television show. Uh, that's called MASH. And uh, you you actually show up in a trivia question about MASH. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I had, uh, I was in MASH Olympics, and and the, well, I was in the crutch race, and I was in the piggyback race. But the, Again, the interesting part about working on that show, it was lunchtime, and I'm sitting at a table by myself. I I kind of made, when I became a stunt woman, I kind of made a pact with myself that I would never go up to an actor, and and, you know, I didn't... 
we're we're working together. I it it's it's just very hard to go up to an actor and say, "Oh, I think you were so great in this," because you know they may have heard this from from other people, and and we're working that day. They don't they don't need somebody walking up to them and saying, oh, you know, I remember you in Dragnet or something like that. Um, anyways, I'm I'm sitting at the lunch table by myself, and I hear a voice say, can I have lunch with you? And I say yes, and I turn around, and it's Colonel Potter. It's Harry Morgan. So, so actually, I had a wonderful lunch with Harry Morgan on MASH. I mean that's now, did that's you talk, what, what, what what did you talk about? Did you talk about mash? Probably not. I mean again, is that uh, how do I say you know it this is this is a job for actors and stunt people and and if it's lunchtime we really don't need to talk about the show we're working on. So we probably were talking. I I honestly don't remember what we were talking about, but I can pretty much assure you that we were probably talking about what what he did for fun, what I did for fun. I mean, we we just had a a, a conversation. Two people just having a conversation. We're we're not going to discuss the show. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it. You know, it's like. Uh, well, like I say, even going back to Naked Gun, is Leslie Nielsen is not going to walk up to me and say, "Well, what do you think about the, uh, you know, the uh, the scenes that they shot me in so far, or 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 the cake with the queen's face on it or something like that. You know, he wants to have fun. He people need to to not necessarily think about the show that they're working on. I mean, uh even on Star Trek, uh I have a picture somewhere when we were on location when I was the dead body. Um it's an honest to goodness picture and I have it is uh, uh Michael Dorn Worf is reading Cosmopolitan and I have a picture of him reading the magazine. We got to get that <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I'd have to dig through the pictures but uh uh yeah, no, it was funny. Like I say or or uh I remember one day Michael Dorn walks onto the set and he's already in the wharf makeup, but he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. You know, so, so the Klingon in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too funny. <laughs> yeah. Or or well going in the opposite direction and again I can't think of the name of the episode, but when when Avery was a Klingon, I walk onto the set and this person goes, Hello, Leslie and I turn around and usually I can see through makeup and I can see which stunt person I'm talking to. But I turn around and I see this Klingon and I'm not recognizing him. I, I have no idea this Klingon that just said hi to me, but it was Avery. <laughs> I mean, so, 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 so when we're working on sets, we're we're having fun. We're 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 not discussing the script or anything like that. I mean, we're we're just there, relaxing until it's our turn to be in front of the camera. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. listen, guys, um, we've got less than three minutes left to go. Um, the, uh, the the ladies whispering in my ear that we're running out of time. So um, I just want to remind you guys that uh, we're very happy to be on Odyssey Radio, uh, Leslie and myself, and we hope that you guys have enjoyed this first show. 
that we've done for you. And we'll be back with you again. I'm not sure what day we are going to be on on Odyssey Radio. Um, Russ hasn't told me yet. But Leslie and I are here live every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. And you can join us live right here. Our phone number is always the same, 646-668-2433. And you can call that number any Sunday night at 7 o'clock and talk to us live. Also, as I said before, make sure you head over to Facebook and check out the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation Organization Facebook page. And there you can send a message to Leslie or drop an idea for a show, something you'd like to hear Leslie talk about. Uh, she's always checks her messages, and she'll get right back to you. So I am your host, Uncle Jim, and I'll be on Trek Talking Live Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be talking about Star Trek Discovery and The Mandalorian, so check that out as well. You can find us on Facebook at Trek Talking and Beyond. Spell that all out. Drop by and say hello. So I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, saying thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. You couldn't do the show without the one and only Leslie Hoffman. So thank you very much for hanging out with me tonight, Leslie, and sharing some of your stories with all the fans. Thank you very much. Oh, as always, I enjoy talking to you, and and I hope the fans enjoy listening to us talk. Um, and as you said, come over to the Leslie Hoffman Appreciation page and and say hello. <laughs> yeah, we would absolutely love to hear from you. I, I know you guys are out there, um, so don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Leslie does invite, but she will tell you not to run in the hallway and ask you for your pass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I might bite if I'm in Palm Far. <laughs> that that's true. <laughs> uh, That'll be another so, episode. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So next week, you guys can find Leslie and myself right here, same bat time, same bat channel. Don't know what we're going to talk about. Maybe it'll be Planet of the Apes. We didn't get a Planet of the Apes in tonight, so maybe next week. <laughs> but. Anyways, we always have fun, and we'd love to have you guys join us. So we are out of time, so I want to say good night to everybody, and uh, I want to tell everybody to uh, be safe and be good to each other, and we'll be back again next week. Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Night. Let's see what's out there. Okay.